You're listening to The Range, Garden Web University Radio, WGWG.org. Jeff in with you, along with me, the big sports fan. Matthew Tesnier. Matthew Tesnier is here, the big sports fan. We are going to uh, continue our weekly talks about all things sports. I think, Matt, we can start off, Matthew. There's another Matt in the building, so I have to make sure I say Matthew. Hey, uh, uh, start off with um, Garden Web's performance in the basketball Big South Tournament. Yeah, we um we took on Campbell last night, which we've we've done that often in the Big South tournament since we we got in the Big South and and we won. Um, had a pretty balanced a, a attack uh, last night. We talked a little bit last week about maybe the strength of this team is that balance that we've got more than one or two players who can put up points and make big plays, and and that was the case last night. I think we had. Um, a couple of guys with 18 points, and, and Tyrell Nelson, who was named All-Conference and All-Academic Conference this week. Um, and we, I can make a plug, we've got a story on him playing for the upcoming Gardner-Webb Magazine as okay. a student-athlete feature. Um, he had a he had a double-double last night, and he's kind of been a double-double guy, points and rebounds, um, you know, more than 10 in each throughout the season. So, um, you know, just encouraging, I, I hate to say if nothing else, but encouraging to get in the tournament and win a game because this has yeah. been a, a year that I think a lot of people saw as kind of an in-between year. No, 15 um, and 15 overall going into the tournament. You know, it's a coin toss from almost literally yeah. from, from game to game as to whether we're going to come out on top or not. Yeah. So great win. And then tonight, March 4th, uh, Friday night, we are taking on Coastal. I don't know much about Coastal's record, so what should we expect in this game tonight? Coastal's, uh, Coastal's not a, necessarily an elite team, but they are, I believe, two-time defending champions in the Big South, um, if I remember correctly from from uh, you know the report that our sports information guys put out this week. That's a good way for us to keep up. Again, GWSports.com. I mean, they're, they're covering every sport, um, not just football, basketball, baseball, the the ones that you think there about a, the most. There's a lot of content. There's there. a lot of content on that that site, and if you get in there and looking around, there's there's history on there. You can go back, you know, maybe ten years or so with media guides, and you can really learn a lot there. And I, that's where I get a lot of information about Gardner Web Sports, but um, yeah, I believe they won a couple in a row, and so they've they've got some guys probably then who have been to the NCAA tournament. I'm not not a coastal expert, but there's some experience there, um, you know, along with uh, Winthrop, High Point, and UNC Asheville. Probably those those four teams, including Coastal, are, are the elite teams right now at the top of the conference. So. Anytime you get even to the quarterfinals now with these conferences that have um, you know, 11, 12 teams somewhere in that range, you're going to play somebody pretty good if you're one of the lower seeds. And so, um, you know, I think, again, balance is going to be the key for them. I think the, the more they can get from, from as many players as possible in terms of scoring and, and good play on the court, you know, cycle guys in, get, get rest, the, the better off they'll be. And, and the tough thing in tournament play is, whether you're talking about youth sports or high school sports or um, you know college sports, or even in playoffs and professional sports, is rest. I mean, you know, you might have a great performance and turn it in, but then it's how much do you have left for the next game? In yeah. baseball, it's pitching. You can pitch your arms off for right. a couple games in a series, but. If you advance, that's great, but then do you have enough left to continue on? And we saw that in the Major League Baseball playoffs last year with a couple of teams whose pitchers just got tired. So I think in you know in terms of us, the more we can spread kind of spread the the power around to different players, I think the better off we'll be. So well, let me ask you about that. Uh, did um, the Coastal have uh, a buy? Uh, last night they did they did so, per- so they'll be perhaps they're more rested yeah and you know it's just like the football playoffs and you know we see it see with with concerns around here of course about the panthers but also you know with teams like the patriots and broncos perennial perennially in uh nfl 
there's a debate about is that buy going to make you more rusty or is it going to make you more right. rested? Right. And right. so, right. you know, it could be either. And so maybe our guys come out and we're firing. But sometimes I think it's a tale of two halves in, in these cases once you get maybe to this game in, in the tournament that um, – you see, maybe in the first half, maybe Gardner Webb's firing a little bit more on all cylinders because they did have they've got a game from last night under their belts. They're kind of in in motion already, and then the second half, maybe a little bit of that uh, fatigue starts to come in, and then Coastal's got that energy, and then they kind of surge forward. We see that happen sometimes in tournament games. Want to want to make this mention that uh, we will be carrying the game live tonight here on WGWG.org. If you're unfamiliar with with that and how to listen to that, that's all you got to know is wgwg.org. Look for the button that says "Listen Live." Click that, and you can listen live. It's so easy to find, and I mean, there are other ways to listen too. But that's download the easy the, way. Download the app, the app is great. Any of those kind of things. Oh, so let's uh, talk a little bit about. I mean, yeah, it's tournament time. The men have to win or or, or go home. Uh, and if they keep winning, the tournament will go through the weekend, the championship games on Sunday. The women, however, the women's basketball team, uh, still playing uh, still playing regular season. they got one more game coming up Saturday night. Longwood, that's right. And, um, you know, they're, they're in position to have one of those high seeds in, in the conference. And I think for them, you know, theirs is a story perhaps that, that could live on a little bit longer even. Rick, Rick Reeves has, has done very well since he came here to coach. I mean, he, he got them got that team to the NCAA tournament, and I think it was 2011, to play Miami. And so he's got the experience, and he was successful before he came here too. So he, he is a great coach, and, and he knows how to prepare a team for this time of the year. But it's been a memorable season already for them. I mean, they've done well in conference, but – I mean, they had the Carolina win in Chapel Hill back early in the year, and that kind of set them, it, it seems like, on a, on a course of success. But I was looking at their schedule for the year and their results uh, this week, and I noticed just something that, that kind of popped out at me. Uh, they're seven and, they were 7-5 and five in the 2015 portion of the schedule. When the calendar flipped, they were 12-5 and five since then. Of course, all those are conference games. And so, you know, when you pile up wins in conference, we're, we're always talking about it around here. That's that's what matters because that gets you the seeding. That's, that's the folks you're playing most of the year. Um, and you need to be the best in your conference to be able to get into the national tournaments. I mean, you, you get other – other teams get in, but that that best team's the one that'll get the best seed and have the best chance. So, um, I'm really excited about, about what our women can do. I I think they're up there with a couple of teams. The wins are not that different between first, second, third place. It's it's maybe a win or two. Um, and that's so. the, and that's the thing. Uh, we should be able to handle Longwood on Saturday. But regardless of the outcome of that, we get a buy going into the next week's tournament. We should be. Tournament. Yeah, okay. we should be looking at a buy. What other uh, Garden Web sports uh, do we need to look at this week? I'd say wrestling. Wrestling's had an incredibly successful year. You know, first Southern Conference tournament, uh, first Southern Conference regular season championship. Of course, we've been in the Southern Conference for, I think, six or seven seasons now. Uh, maybe a little bit too many. Uh, maybe five. I don't remember the year exactly, but um, you know we, we won a share of the regular season uh, championship with uh, Appalachian State and Chattanooga. Um, there's a host of experience on that team. Um, Mark Rabb, uh, Assistant Athletic Director for Media Relations here at Gardner-Webb. This week we were talking a little bit about, about some of our sports, and we were talking about the wrestling team. And, uh, he was saying that you know Coach Daniel Elliott, who I believe this is his fourth year, was Coach of the Year last year in the conference when Gardner Webb finished fourth, and so now we have a share of first, and to, you know especially if we have a good performance in that tournament, which is uh, Saturday at um, in Asheville. Okay. Um, 
we um, he has a good chance of being coach of the year again, wow. and, and very much should be. I mean, he's he's an alum, uh, was an NCAA qualifier himself when he was a wrestler here. Um, he knows this program. He cares about this program. He's he's worked very hard to to improve it. Um, you know, we were four years or so. We were toward when he took over. We had been at the bottom. You know, in the bottom couple of teams in the conference. So he's really brought us up to speed in the Southern Conference for wrestling. But we we have had um, a tradition of sending wrestlers from after the conference tournament to the NCAA national tournament and, and wrestling in their weight classes and and going for a shot at, at a national title. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we've had a lot of success, but but this year has been uh, a hallmark year kind of for us. So, um, again, that tournament Saturday, a uh, chance at a team championship there um, on top of the regular season, but individual wrestlers also have a lot at stake. And a lot of these wrestlers are not even just seniors. There's a lot of redshirt juniors, um, I've, I've realized, on that roster, which means we could have some of those guys coming back and we could just right. kind of – make that success stretch out a little bit more. Let's take the conversation beyond, you know, Gardner Web Sports now. Talk about broader college athletics. What's on the radar now? I know everybody's getting ready for, you know, tournament play. It basketball is basketball tournament it, play. It is and, you know, for for folks who are not college basketball fans, this this is the time of year when they're going to hear and a lot of of what they they're not interested in. I mean, it's just a big big time of year obviously for college basketball, you know, with football. Um, kind of being on the back back burner. Um, one one quick plug though before talking a little bit about college basketball, baseball. I will say you know we we didn't play as many games this week at Gardner Webb as as we have in the past, but we're still at the top of the NCAA right now. You know which is just exciting to look at um, with South Carolina and Fresno State, the only nine and O teams I know as of yesterday, uh, March third, that um, you know the only undefeated nine and O teams in the country. So that's awesome. just exciting. That is exciting. And um, you know. South Carolina uh, and and Fresno State, I believe they've both been in the college baseball uh, World Series, you know, finals several years. So talking about some good company there, and of course at South Carolina we've got we've got kind of a tie. You could say in a six degrees of separation type way uh, between our school and, and South Carolina's baseball program in Chad Holbrook, uh, son of Eddie Holbrook, who uh, is very familiar uh, with the American Legion World Series, but also was a basketball coach, incredibly successful here at Gardner-Webb. So, you know, his son being the coach at South Carolina has had a lot of success. So pretty cool to be there at the top with those those teams. That's something that, that um, you know, we can't really put a price on. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and it, it probably won't stay that way throughout the whole season. If it does, we'll, we'll be talking about it a lot. But, um, yeah. you know, the other thing, college basketball, um, it, it, one of the things that I noticed this week is the experience on some of the best teams in the country. Uh, college basketball, as for fans, has kind of turned into a one and done, you know, the freshmen are the best players in, in the country. And then we have to see those guys leave, whether it's for a team that we love or – as a fan, or it's just some of the other teams in the country that have these freshmen and they have great seasons and then they jet to the NBA because it's, you know, it's about the money for them and it's about the opportunity. Um, a lot of them say, and, and I think at least in some cases, I, I believe that, you know, they're trying to do something good for their family and they see an opportunity and injuries or any number of factors could change their their draft status for the next year. So they, they go ahead and, and make the jump. Um, but this year, looking down the list, um, a lot of senior and junior leadership on a lot of the better teams in the country, teams like Kansas and Oklahoma, um, Villanova, um, uh, Michigan State, uh, who, who seems to always be up there, uh, and the ACC, Virginia, and North Carolina have a lot of that leadership. And so, um, you know, it's just just interesting to see some of those guys who have stuck around now getting a little bit of success, and maybe in March it'll really pay off for them. 
as the big sports fans are setting out there and they're getting ready for this weekend, um, what else is there to to take a look at this weekend uh, going into it? What should they be looking out for? What will you be looking out for? Outside of college basketball? Yeah. Any other sport? Um, I think for me that's the big thing. We we talk, we did talk a little bit last week about the NBA um, and and um, you know some of the the elite teams there. The Warriors are still humming along. Um, they had one of the most unbelievable games last weekend that that I've seen. So I mean that's something to track. Um, you know we talked a little bit about how baseball's just now starting to heat up. I think for anybody who's a baseball fan, um, you know it's an exciting time of year. Certainly, I mean the off season feels very short in baseball because the World Series wraps up usually almost kind of the beginning of November now. And then by February, we're thinking about pitchers and catchers reporting for spring training. So, I mean, you look, you almost have November, December, January, and part of February. So so the season is long. But still, you know, when you love a certain sport or a certain team, any offseason, you know, you feel like something's missing in your life almost in watching games or, you know, look <sighs> – Thinking about what's happening in practice and, and your team trying to get better, yeah. Um, but baseball's something to kind of start to keep a, a look at, and I think you know in the opposite of of college basketball. I think there's some some youthful resurgence in baseball that's making it a little bit exciting. Teams like the Chicago Cubs that had a great year last year, they kind of sputtered out at the end in the playoffs, but they got a lot of young players back. Um, you know, a team that's been known kind of in baseball as the lovable losers over the years just because they've had so many years of, of World Series uh, play and winning drought since the first first decade of the 20th century, really. Um, but they had a good year last year, so I think think there's some excitement there in baseball. So, you know, for me, it's, it's hard. It's a 162-game season. I get excited about baseball starting. It's spring. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I kind of lose touch with it. I think yeah. I, I get interested in the beginning, and then immediately the NCAA tournament comes in. And then for me, enjoying all the sports, I get interested in the NFL draft, then I get interested in the NBA playoffs, and then before you know it, it's the middle of summer, and it's time for the All-Star game. That's kind of when I, I get a little more excited again, and then it kind of backs off again as pro football and college football start in the fall. And then it's October, and... Yeah, you know, I get into the playoffs, and yeah. so I'm I'm probably not a hardcore baseball fan for that reason because I know a lot of guys who they follow it for 162 games here in the South, Braves fans or, or whatever the like. You know, there's also a lot of Red Sox and Yankee fans who are trans transplants down here in the South. So, um, but that's something to to watch out for. Um, you know, a, a, again, also kind of kind of watching the NFL draft that's coming up around the corner um, for here in in Charlotte region. Um, you know, the Panthers coming off a of Super Bowl, they'll have the thirtieth pick, and oh, then wow. they'll have yeah. six other picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's coming up. They made a couple of roster moves this. You know, week, that's so. interesting to me. The, the what has happened to the NFL draft in particular, because that is the national sport, football, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's a spectator sport now. People gather in arenas. People gather in restaurants, watch it on the big screen, sit there, follow along the draft. Now, I could think of nothing more boring, but people <laughs> enjoy that. You know, it's fine for me to find out after the fact that, that, that the Panthers have selected these people. But there are people who want to follow it live. Oh, absolutely. People and, have, and you're one of them. Yeah, right? people have viewing parties. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah. there have been times when I've, I've never been to a viewing party for a draft. I Growing up, I would for baseball, uh, not baseball, basketball and football. I would, um, I'd sit there and watch the whole thing. Yeah. And now the football draft is so, 
segmented. Thursday night is the first round, and they just do the first round usually on, in prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's become a big, big yeah. thing to watch. Yeah. And then, you know, they do the subsequent rounds on other days. But when I can't watch it, oh, I'm following along on my phone or on right. Twitter because I'm watching, mm-hmm. you know, I know about what time I can calculate when the Panthers are going to pick. And that's when I can kind of start to pay attention and see who they get. Because you want to know, especially in that first round. Yeah. But honestly, in all the rounds, you know, Tom Brady, Super Bowl winning quarterback, four times over MVP. He was a sixth round pick in the NFL draft. So that that kind of gives super fans some credence to watch the whole thing. Watch the whole thing. All right. Well, that's it for today. You're listening to uh, The Big Sports Fan, uh, a weekly podcast here at WGWG.org, Gardner Web University Radio. Jeff Powell in with Matthew Tesnier. Thank you so much, Matthew, for coming by and offering all your big sports fan expertise. Glad to do it.